It's needed. Sorry. It's a weekender. Sit away. It's been it's been a week. I hope everybody's having a decent one. By the way, I'm Jared Yates Sexton. This is the Weekender edition of the Mike Rake Podcast. I'm here with Nick Hausman. A reminder, if you are listening to the preview of this, and I know that many of you are, thousands of people listening mm-hmm. to the preview episode, come on over to the good side, become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash Podcast. It makes this podcast possible. Welcome to it. Join us. Be part of us. Nick, how you doing, bud? How was your weekend? Uh, the weekend was great. I am doing well. I've been working out. I, I just got back from vacation, so I'm getting into the swing of things, and that's been uh, a smooth transition. So I am, I am happy. I, I feel good about at least the what you know this little corner of the world I've created around you know, that is my life. Uh, you know, and I and I've walled off a lot of the the bad stuff out there so far. So that's, I feel good. that's all you need. And let's look on the bright side, my man. You've also walled off COVID. Which, we got to say, makes you one better than the uh, most powerful man in the free world. Oh, yeah. I mean, picture me as Neo uh, dodging bullets. That's basically what COVID is like. Dodging spores. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, yes, unfortunately, the the, uh, leader of the free world is... um, is not immune, uh, unfortunately, but it, apparently it's, uh, you know, the symptoms are mild as, as far as I understand. So President Joe Biden uh, has tested positive uh, for COVID-19. Uh, this is one of those situations where uh, if you are constantly around people, uh, th- this is the kind of thing that happens. Uh, a lot of people in his sphere have tested positive uh, many times over, actually. Uh, word on the street is that Biden is, quote unquote, resting congested, a little bit of a runny nose, but is staying busy as he has COVID. Um, I, I, I think in the post-vaccine era, I don't know how you feel about this. I'm not particularly worried about his well-being, um, but I think it speaks more about where we are with COVID right now, um, late July 2022. Well, it makes you wonder why all those age uh, um, articles had come out like the week before. Obviously, they can't look into the future. And obviously, he didn't test positive and it was hushed or whatever. But the age thing is a big factor yep. anyway, still with this uh, with uh, COVID. And, uh, you know, it's some some people are mild after they get the vaccination and, and whatever. But it, it doesn't sound that mild to a lot of people, certainly anecdotally on Twitter it looks kind of brutal to people, uh, to what I've seen and people are, how they're feeling. And it could easily do that that way. Now, they do have Paxlovid. And if you do get it, Paxlovid should be on your radar. In fact, in California, I'm assuming across the country, you can go to certain um, drugstores and tell them, I tested positive, I want Paxlovid. And they'll give it to you short of if you had no symptoms. If they have symptoms, they'll give it to you. And that really seems to help mitigate that. And I'll, I don't know about you, Jared, but I can't handle sore throats. I oh. Coughs any kind of congestion in the nasal area like that i really get so miserable from that and uh i i that that's probably i'm so afraid of just that having a sore throat like you know i can't my uh the bane of my existence for the past man 15 years has been the 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 sinus infection uh, uh, the sin- I, I get pretty regular sinus infections and they knock me on my ass. Uh, before that, man, I used to get strep throat constantly. Just <laughs> it, it was the thing that just always found me. Brutal, awful stuff. And everybody that I know who has been getting this strand of, of COVID, I want to say it's not even BA5 now. It's BA5 Metrosaurus. I don't even know 
But it, 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 it's everyone that I know who's Barakis. <laughs> Everybody I know who's got this, it has been miserable. But I think it's also really notable that numbers are way up. Oh, yeah. And it's obvious that we have kind of silently, without saying it out loud, decided to live with it. Um, you know, people are being hospitalized. People are dying from this thing. It continues to, to, to absolutely plague us. But, I mean, it is such a strange thing to watch a society. And, by, by the way, if, if that wasn't enough for you, we got the monkeypox. Yeah, if, if the COVID doesn't interest you, maybe we got some monkeypox for you. <laughs> and it's reaching that level as well. I, I just find it, I want to say fascinating, but also disturbing how this country is able to tune this stuff out. But isn't it so nice that we don't have to see those videos uh, on social media, uh, people hounding others for wearing a mask? We don't. Have, you know, that doesn't happen anymore, right? No one's like, hey, take off that mask, you, you, you sheep. So that's nice. We don't have to deal with that anymore. I mean, I guess the consequence is that you, the reason we don't oh. have it is because no one is wearing the mask anymore. Uh, here's a little hint for everybody out there. The N95 and the KN95 masks, they work. Now, it's not 100%, but they really help. And uh, if you don't want to wear those, then I, I, at this point, you know what it is? This is what Trump wanted. Trump wanted it to wash over everybody. And, and then they, when they had, remember the notion of herd immunity? Remember that thing? Which doesn't still hasn't we haven't been able. To you are that. replaying some absolute putrid hits right now. <laughs> I got to tell you, everything from these viral videos of calling people sheep in Kmart, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. To, to this the the herd immunity will washing over. Jesus, just for good measure, why don't you say it'll probably disappear by Easter? Yeah, right. No, Abba gets a flashlight and shining up the where the sun don't shine. Oh my God, <laughs> bleach. Uh, yeah, sorry, but hey, let's let's go there, man. Let's just like it'd be like disco. <laughs> you think <laughs> so you're in about 20 years we'll be all be talking about taking hydroxychloroquine you know yeah. and like yeah. being airlifted yeah. to uh to to the hospital and then taking a victory lap in our big giant beast i i i i'm i'm out i'm, I'm good on that all right good good you know hydroxy parties with the the crisp the, the ball the spinning ball uh, so best of luck, Joseph, Robinette Biden, uh, rest up, feel better. Uh, just God, I just realized we're probably a couple of hours from hearing, you know, conspiracy theories that he's been replaced by a clone or a body double. I, I'm excited. I mean, let's kick this weekend off in style. Yeah. Well, at least they told us, and at least we feel relatively confident that, or confident that the medical uh, information we're getting is, I think, is is right. Like versus. Uh -huh. You know what? We okay. Let's bring out another hit. I mean, remember when, what happened with Trump and they had to rush him to the hospital? I never explained that. Which, by the way, will attach to the Secret Service uh, segment of the episode. We'll have to talk about it in a little bit. Yeah, don't worry, guys. We got a big Secret Service segment coming up here in just a second. So uh, yeah, we unfortunately have to talk about that. But before we do, um, we want to do a little bit of a dive. Um, I think there's something to be learned from this story that's coming out. So they're calling it the Uber Files. Uh, in, in the past uh, couple of weeks, uh, 124,000 documents uh, were leaked to The Guardian and other publications and other organizations uh, by the former by one of the former executives of Uber uh, named Mark McGann. Um, you you love to see disgruntled former employees being like, hey, I was involved in some shit, but now I'm going to let everybody know about it. Sure. Love, love it. A.K.A. whistleblower. 
<laughs> an AKA whistleblower. We love it. We love the whistleblowers. Uh, and, and, and here's the thing. Um, you know, we were talking about this before uh, we started recording. And, and Nick, you had said that you were a little underwhelmed by these files. But also, I think part of that is we just kind of expect corporations to do this kind of nasty shit that we're getting ready to talk about. And I want to talk about that environment. And I want to talk about how Uber is a really good representation of not just uh, corporate tech mentality, but also neoliberalism in, in in sort of amber. It's almost like one of those mosquitoes that you're going to create dinosaurs out of. <laughs> right. You know, uh, it's funny because we, we've romanticized the, the tech industry, even though this isn't really tech, but like the startup and the entrepreneurship. Yep. And this is what America yep. is about. And of course, you know, do you got to maybe like, you know, stuff a shirt into a hole in the wall and like patch it up and hide that hole like this to make it look better? Like, yeah, you got to do that. And then people, it's like romantic. Uh, you know the old just like we're going to talk about COVID in 20 years right that old story hey remember when we had to you know uh, dupe the investigators by having our screens turn black when they walk in like th that kind of stuff is, is underwhelming to me I really don't know if I feel like you know they're, they're breaking some serious laws here yeah, they are. Um, so before <laughs> we get are. in to give a little bit of background before we get going Uber of course uh, between that and Lyft is the thing on your phone where if you need a ride, maybe you're going out to get a couple of drinks with people, you want to make sure you don't have to leave your car behind, maybe you don't have a car. But this is, of course, a uh, ride-sharing service that was founded in 2009. Uh, it has blossomed into a multi-billion dollar corporation. It's active in 80-plus countries. Uh, I, I want to say, if not every continent, you know, close to every continent. Um, basically, what we have found at this point is it, it's almost like the, um, you know, the, the, the pictures of the icebergs where just a little bit is above the surface and everything is underneath. Yeah. Uber has had problems for, for a very long time. And, and because they are a tech company, they pride themselves on disruption. Right. Which is sort of a catch all. You know, it's the, the Mark Zuckerberg ideology of move fast and break things. And if you're disrupting, then what are you doing? You're destroying the old world, which needs destroyed and replaced. Uh, and meanwhile, what do you have at Uber? You have uh, a lot of unethical practices that have been very obvious that didn't need a whistleblower to point out. We've had uh, sexual harassment constant sexual harassment that's either been papered over or just not dealt with at all. Uh, we've seen a company that has knowingly broken laws left and right. Um, I would go ahead and make the argument before we get into the actual reveal from these files that one of the most lasting and probably substantive things that Uber has done is it has popularized the idea of employees as not being employees, but as being contractors, which means that these are people you can bring in for certain jobs. And if you have an Uber driver, who knows how many hours they're working, right? It's up to you, the worker. It's your initiative, right? You're choosing your own hours. You're doing this, you're doing that. But as a contractor, Nick, I have to assume there's some sort of protection there for you, right? There's some sort of a safety net. Yeah, yeah no, nothing. Proverbial safety net. That's there is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. And in the past, if you were an employee, and I don't know, let's say that you worked for 40 hours, what did that bring you if you were working for a company 40 yeah. hours a week? Like, you know, a full-time employee, you might get you might get a little health insurance, maybe. Maybe. 
you know, you might get um, just protection from being fired for no reason. Uh, you might, maybe there's a union. I don't know. Like, and, and eventually nice. maybe some retirement. Maybe oh, they yes. might even oh, put some right. stuff back for you. Yeah. But I, I want to point out that this contractor idea is the very essence of neoliberalism. It's beautiful in that regard because it says it's your initiative worker. You get to choose what you do. You're in charge of yourself. And meanwhile, none of the onus is on the employer. And a fun fact in all of this one of the places that this idea of the contractor, the independent contractor, where it came from, and by the way, it's where a lot of employment in the United States of America and possibly the civilized world is going to go because it's an ingenious piece of imagination and an invention. Do you have any idea where it started? Where Uber started? No, no, no. Where the idea of the independent contractor oh, oh, sorry. gained um, a lot of, of traction. Jeez. Enlighten me. Professional wrestling. Shut up professional wrestlers are most often considered independent contractors. Oh, okay. Which means that if you are a WWE superstar and you're making God knows how much money going to WrestleMania, you might even be in the main event of the biggest show in the world. And by the way, quick little shout out to the episode on Tuesday. Maybe you're going to Saudi Arabia and performing <laughs> in front of authoritarians. Wait, WrestleMania right? is not like Super Bowl for them, right? Oh yeah, WrestleMania is tip top. But but they have more than one a year, don't they? No, WrestleMania is number one. Then you got like your Summer Slams, oh. your Royal Rumbles. Yeah, people people right now are losing their minds. Nick, okay, listening wow. to this. But guess what? They're not going to cover your medical expenses. And it's not like you need them when you're a wrestler, right? It's not like getting a folding chair bashed over your head, you know, 300 nights a year might lead to some sort of a need. This was popularized particularly in professional wrestling. And since then, and there are other places too, people have figured this out as a workaround, but this has now become, I would say, one of the most substantial inventions in labor, and it's going to have long-term ramifications. Yes, I agree. Um, here, here's the thing about Uber, and the, it, it was a necessary, it was a need, right? Because whatever you're describing, you can make the case that taxi cabs and yep. that business was even worse. And it was in, in a more old school model, as bad, if not worse and corrupt as anything else. I mean, it should tell you something that Michael Cohen's oh, family. Can we <laughs> also go ahead and business. while we're having this conversation, you're exactly right. Can we go ahead and make it a muckrake official stance that like, servers waiters and waitresses should have minimum wage yes. and shouldn't be like absolutely dependent on tips like all of these ideas that make it to where you don't have to pay your employees are bullshit yeah well it's like you know it's funny at some point let's just say nixon and what he did in the white house opened up people's eyes to what the government really was like maybe even yep. before that but no one yes. wanted to recognize it well you know what happened with covid and certainly with the service industry that is now happening like they can't get people to come back to those jobs yep. and they're now having to actually pay a wage and an hourly rate that is somewhat competitive and they're and, I, and they're probably still struggling big time to try and get people to come back so that could be good eventually overall you know we have to have a squeeze a few lean years out of this um you know getting into a taxi cab people won't remember like you know the youngins aren't gonna remember how how that that, that could be an awful situation for awful you. no no taxi taxi rides were not fun oh i'm i'm, I'm actually even picturing like 
Chicago, um, uh, New Year's Eve. Um, you know, we are at a party. We can't drive. So we're trying to get a taxi at like one in the morning and it's, it's about negative 10 degrees. Like I'll never forget that. That was as traumatic as having to deal with the ex-girlfriend that night too. I mean, like I can't figure out which was worse. And you've been listening to a free preview of our Patreon exclusive weekender show. If you want to get in on all the fun and get that bonus episode every week, not to mention exclusive content, uh, live hangouts, question and answer sessions. We're even going to do some of these live so you can come and watch how the sausage is made. All you have to do is go over to patreon.com slash podcast. On top of that, you get to hang out with the Muckrake community, which are a really good group of people. So you should do that. That is patreon.com slash podcast. We'll see everybody next week. Thank you.